Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. And today I have a very special guest, and we are talking about an extremely exciting topic because we are in season three, as my amazing listeners know, which is all about mindset and manifestation. And today we are talking with Somaya, and she is going to talk to us about the power of our subconscious mind and all the ins and outs you need to know about it. And also her experience in not only using, but teaching others how to use NLP, EFT, and hypnosis. So we're going deep into the mind, y'all. This is a deep, deep journey of some real mindset shit. So let's get it covered. All right, Samaya, please introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you. Thank you, Catherine. That was amazing. I'm so happy to be on this podcast with you today. Um, My name is Samaya, like you said, and I'm an NLP and EFT mindset coach, also certified in hypnosis. So From my own experience and own spiritual journey, I've learned the power of the subconscious mind and how powerful it is for every human being. And with the NLP, EFT, and and hypnosis techniques, we're able to reprogram our subconscious way of thinking for a more positive outlook on life. Okay. I I absolutely love this. Um, But many of my listeners, this is all very new for them. Like they're kind of just kind of learning what everything is, how mindset plays out, how manifesting plays out with the mindset. And when you say this, can you kind of give me a brief description of the subconscious and the conscious mind for people who are kind of interested in what does this all mean? Yeah, of course. So when we, so our conscious mind, so basically everyone that's listening to this right now, you're consciously listening to me, me and Catherine speak, but you're subconsciously either sitting on a chair, you could feel the clothes on your body, you're blinking, you're breathing, your heart is beating, your lungs are breathing for you. All of that is subconsciously happening. And so essentially our subconscious mind is programmed between the ages of zero and seven. And so during those ages, you are, your mind is like a sponge and it's absorbing everything around you, whether it's It's uh, the schools you go to, the people you're around, the people that are raising you, the environment you're in, all of that is being absorbed to your subconscious mind. So it's what you're unconsciously not aware of. And that essentially brings about your beliefs, your habits, your routines, all of that is stored within that. And then you carry that on for the rest of your life. So when you're, when we're talking about mindset and manifestation, a lot of the times when we're trying to manifest things into our physical reality, this subconscious program is is holding us back. So if we have any limiting beliefs or negative emotions or routines and habits that are actually not working in our favor, those are the things that need to be released from our subconscious mind in order for us to manifest things either faster or more effectively into our lives. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, 
So what, what exactly is NLP? Yeah. We'll go NLP, EFT, and hip. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to warm them up. Yes. And then we're going to go straight for it. <laughs> so NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So that is more of actually understanding of how our subconscious mind works, how powerful it is. And through NLP, there's different techniques and tools for us to use to speak directly to our subconscious mind. So I can give an example. Um, One thing that I've learned through NLP is reframing. So when we have a negative thought, let's say, there's a way for us to just shift that thought, but it's reframing the thing that we're thinking, right? So if it's a negative thing, why don't we shift it and reframe it to something positive that we can come, you know, we can get from that situation. So just like that, there's several different techniques and NLP basically helps us reframe and shift our mindset to a more positive one. When you say like there's a negative thought um, that comes up I mean I would always think like stage fright or like speaking in public and then shifting it what are like some examples of how you would use NLP so I use NLP is actually so again it's it's a lot of the language and understanding Mm -hmm. Uh, like one part of NLP is building rapport so like when you and I got onto this call like building that rapport understanding it's like a a a way of liking right each other um understanding the person you're speaking to and we do that on a regular basis like the normal people that you you know consider your friends or your family you've built that rapport with them and then now you have similarities with them whether it's the way you guys talk the what you guys like and building that so in regards to um, negative thinking so um i can give an example from my own experience so i would oftentimes continue to overthink what I don't want, or let's say what I'm afraid of happening, right? Um, So I'm constantly worried about that. That's the only thing I'm thinking about, but why not shift that into something that can actually be a better way of looking at things? So one example, let's say on Clubhouse where you and I met, uh, before I used to be very afraid to go on stage and talk. So I would go into these rooms, there would be amazing conversations and I have so many things that I can add or like contribute to, but I'd be afraid to even speak on those stages because I just feel like, oh, you know, it's a room full of people that, you know, are experts in this field. I don't know if I know enough to even share. And so that would be a thing of imposter syndrome, a fear of speaking on stages. So a lot of things play in that. But in my mind, I'm repeating all those negative things instead of being like, okay, Samaya, you, the fact that you're even in this room, the fact that you're have like things to share that should be enough for you to be like go up on stage share that I'm sure even one person from the room is going to be able to either relate to it or appreciate what you have to say and so just reframing that is an NLP technique okay I love that you brought up clubhouse because (laughs) I, I mean my like my experience like as a podcast host meeting people like you could DM them in the Instagram or you can message them on Facebook or if you or personally know them, you know, maybe meet them. But with um, Clubhouse for the listeners who are just listening, as I said, hit that Clubhouse, get on there, honey, because (laughs) you actually get to have a conversation with somebody who potentially you could have an amazing collaboration with, or, you know, get on a podcast like this one, or so it is an amazing tool. And when I meet like coaches and people who are structuring people's lives to completing goals, like one of the first things I'm like, well, are you on clubhouse? No. Okay. Why not? 
you know what I mean? Like what it is, is like having the initiative to get on there and get on stage and pretty much show your talents and your services. So it's an amazing app. And I just want to plug it one more time for my listeners get on that app. (laughs) Okay. So tell us a little bit about the, okay. So it was NLP and EFT. Okay. So what are EFTs? What does that stand for? Yeah, so EFT is emotional freedom technique, and this is a combination of acupuncture and psychology. And through emotional freedom technique, you're able to release any negative emotions that we store within. So the way it uses acupuncture, so we have eight meridian, energy meridian points in our body. And I can show some here because this is being recorded. So there's one here on the side of your eye, below your eye, underneath your nose, on your chin, your collarbone, um, underneath your arm and on top of your head. So these points are basically storing our energies and it's both the positive and the negative. So let's say if I have a client that comes in and they're feeling super stressed and overwhelmed with work. So what I do is we don't dive, we don't target that stress yet. We have to dive deep and understand what the root cause of that is. What is causing you the stress? Is it something that, is it a limiting belief? Is it a limiting emotion? What is it really that's causing you the stress? And I can give in one example. One of my clients came in and she was having issues with focusing on work. You know, same thing, causing stress, causing anxiety. When we started to dive deep, we understood that it was rooting from fear. So that's a negative emotion. So what we did is we did a tapping EFT session to release that emotion. And during the session, what we do essentially is we first have to actually have the client embody the emotion because normally, let's say you come in anxious, you probably have 30 things going through your head or more, right? So when you tap, you want to make sure that we're zoomed in and focusing on the specific emotion. So the first step is, I know it's uncomfortable. It's usually like an uncomfortable experience to feel that emotion because you don't want to feel it, right? So we still have the person embody that negative emotion first. We bring it into the surface. And when it's on, once it's on the surface, we tap on it and we release it. Super powerful. It's honestly one of my favorite things that I do with my clients because I've done it for myself and I've, you know, released limiting beliefs that I've had in regards to money. It's also used for physical pains too. You can release headaches, cramps if you're having for menstrual cycles, which I have so much problems with. So it's very powerful and very successful, even in just one session. That's, that's great. So with the EFT or the tapping, um, Mm -hmm. that's something that I actually have um, used a lot with like chakra coaching and chakra healing and all that Mm -hmm. fun stuff and balancing. And I like how you address the acupuncture because um, that's also something that I've noticed has helped a lot of people with the acupuncture. Um, My son does acupuncture. So it's, it's great to get out those negative energies and kind of what it is that's holding us back or what it is that is stemming us to not really manifest or um, have the mindset to complete a goal or, you know, what we're trying to complete. So let's talk a little bit about hypnosis, honey. Okay, I'm I'm ready for this because I'm like, follow the finger. <laughs> like, 
it's very exciting to talk about because we're so used to um knowing hypnosis as what we see in movies on shows like and it kind of seems like mind control right like oh how is this person saying these words and having this person do something but the very first thing i want to say to everybody listening that my hypnosis is not mind control hypnosis is actually all self-hypnosis so what why we do hypnosis so the reason we do it hypnosis is one of the best ways for us to speak directly to our subconscious mind so when we first started speaking we talked about our conscious mind and our subconscious mind so in between these two minds we have a critical faculty so that's kind of like our ego right so this is protecting us and our um, subconscious mind from anything new anything that's like unfamiliar to us any changes right that's why we're always kind of in the fight or flight mode when something new appears in our life whether it's in physical reality or just in our mind um and so that critical faculty is like blocking us from trying to experience something new just as a way of protection right so when we're when someone is hypnotized you're in the theta brainwave state so that's like a dreaming state you're in the most like you're relaxed you're in a relaxed state and once you're in that state we're able to speak directly to your subconscious mind so let's say again i'll use stress as another example so a client comes in they're super stressed um and it's a way of you know they're thinking maybe they're having negative thoughts maybe they lack confidence at work whatever it is we um first interview and have the therapy session um before we even hypnotize the client so we'll discuss what their pain points are what their problems are and then we want to discuss what is your goals right like what do you want instead of feeling stressed how do you want to feel on your day-to-day basis if you're lacking confidence how would you visualize yourself once you actually have the confidence so we go through that and exactly the words that my clients are telling me i then use that during the hypnosis state so i have a script i'll have them go into deep relaxation and then once they're relaxed i'll use those so it's kind of like positive affirmations if you want to call that so you know now helping that person embody what they really want to embody the things they want to manifest into their physical reality like you are confident you are a boss you know your stuff you're an expert in your field I'll say things like that um, and it's all based on what they've already told me during the therapy and interview stage so once the, and the whole time the client is you're you're conscious you're aware of what I'm saying to you you're just very relaxed and listening to the entire thing and then once you we're done with that we bring the person back into the room and then it's all it's like it's even after the session they're just super super relaxed and that's honestly the whole main thing with hypnosis. Yeah. And I think hypnosis definitely has that like stigma of being something super out of the ordinary yeah. or like you said like the mind control because uh we remember it from the movies that we watch, you know, and and all that. But I actually have an aunt who was um did hypnosis for um, quitting smoking and she yeah she had asthma and she had a lot of lung lung problems and then finally when she wanted to um, stop smoking she went and um, had some hypnosis and some therapy to kind of help her with it because it is very (laughs) addictive and hard to quit so that's the route that she went but uh, how how did you tell us a little about you like you don't have to be like super personal only share like what you feel comfortable sharing but how did you kind of get started into this work like how did um, this all come about yeah so I actually love talking about this because I'm like the journey was just amazing um 
So I've spent most of my, just a little quick background, but most of my life, I've been that person that was super stressed and overwhelmed with life, right? Um, most recently, the most, uh, I was working a full-time job at the hospital. After that, I was working a part-time job at another hospital next door, and I was a full-time grad student. And during that time, I was also living in Boston, Massachusetts, where my family was in New York, and my mom was going through breast cancer treatment. So I would go back and forth as her healthcare proxy. So as you can tell, a lot on my plate, very overwhelmed and stressed. And what ended up happening is I ended up in the hospital two to three times because my blood pressure was so high that it was like near, it was, the symptoms were like a heart attack, right? And I was super young. I was 24, 25 when all of this was happening. So um, eventually what the, it wasn't until the world actually shut down. So the pandemic happened, the world shut down and I finally found myself at home. And this was like the first time I had started work when I was like 14 years old. So up until then it was just go, go, go with school, with work, with being the eldest of the family and taking care of the family. So there was never a time for me to actually sit down with myself and my thoughts and understand like, what is it that I truly want? Like what goal am I trying to achieve? And so when that pandemic happened, I found myself on this spiritual journey. I didn't even, I wasn't into any, I didn't know much about the spiritual world. I didn't know what manifestation was. I didn't know what mindset, none of this was even something that I consumed prior to that. So started on this journey um, and eventually I started to do or I changed my entire morning routine so in order for me to really I one thing I knew for sure I didn't want to be stressed anymore I saw how what stress was doing to my family members I lost a brother from stress I lost my mom we do like but there's no family history of any breast cancer or cancer in the family and then she got breast cancer and we do learn in science that stress can cause cancer so things like that I'm seeing it in my physical reality I myself ended up in the hospital so one thing for sure I don't want to be stressed anymore how do I do that so in my mornings I started to meditate which took me a long time to actually like you know it, it actually do it because I would sit there and I'm like well I'm thinking 30 million things still how do I calm my mind but for me it was practice made more perfect so I continue to do it it's been almost two years now and I do it every single morning for 10 minutes and I don't start my day without doing that um, wow. I also started journaling so journaling helped me a lot because I always loved writing but um, the more I spent time in the medical field and my goal was to actually get into med school I the writing just kind of it was not part of my curriculum anymore really so during this time, when I had time, I would journal out all my thoughts, anything that I'm trying to achieve, all, everything was just being um, written out. And then I got into gratitude journaling, right? So that made me become way more present in the moment. And once I did that shift, everything changed for me. I now recognize, okay, what do I truly value? What is my purpose in life? What are my passions and how can I contribute? And combine all this together and do something that's like solely um, going to make me happy. Right. And so once I did that, it just kind of fell into my lap. Actually, one of my friends from middle school um, reached out to me and she was seeing the things I was posting on Instagram and everything. And everybody around me kind of noticed the change, right? I was, instead of being that person that was always ticked off because I was always so stressed, somebody like looked at me the wrong way and I'm pissed, right? Somebody. Right. <laughs> Who are you looking at yeah. crazy girl? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, always mad, always complaining. Yeah. Life is always happening to me and not for me, right? Right. So once this change happened, everybody around me was acknowledging it like, wow, so I like, things are changing and in a good way. Like we see the change, we see you're glowing. Like, this is amazing. So anyways, my friend reached out to me and she was like, 
I don't know if you know about this whole coaching industry, but I feel like you're meant for something like this. Look into it and, you know, X, Y, Z. And eventually I found a course where I could have been, I was certified for NLP, EFT, hypnosis, and also time techniques and life and success coaching. So five things all in one. Um, it took me, it took me about like six months. It was kind of in, in your own pace. It took me a while, but at the end of it, I now feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And the best thing about it is my biggest goal is to try and teach people how to actually, you know, govern their life just from our mind, like our mind, you know, the whole mind, body, soul thing. It's true, right? It, it starts in our mind and then the rest of our physical reality aligns with it. So even with going back to hypnosis, um, we do these suggestibility tests with our clients to show how our body's a robot and listens to our mind, right? So mm -hmm. one example is we have them, we describe like a lemon and there's no lemon in front of them, but the person will automatically start like salivating. And that just shows how much our mind can control our body and our physical reality. So yeah, yeah that's, a, that's awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> I think a lot of us um, in 2020, it was kind of like the light that lit us up. The ones who have been like pushing stuff back or like, am I going to really do that's when I started my podcast. And I'm telling you, I was thinking about starting a podcast or a blog for about maybe two to maybe like almost two to three years before I, the pandemic hit. And then once the pandemic hit, I was like, well, the world's fucking falling <laughs> apart. So I might as well start up, I guess, you know? Yeah. So I think it really kind of gave many people that like awakening moment, like, ah, there's so much more than just work. Yeah. And balancing it all like you know that there's a lot more out there so what 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 would you say how would you use the mindset aspect with the um with the NLP and the EFT and the hypnosis like what what do people are they usually going in there for like goal orientated stuff or is it more like concentrated on healing it's more constant. So far, all my clients, it's been like healing things. So mm -hmm. I've gotten, again, a lot with stress. A lot of people come in with stress, whether it's um, anxious behavior. So anxiety, um, I've come, I've worked with some people that have guilt. So it's like generational trauma. So yeah, a lot of healing based. I have worked one-on-one um, -on -one with some clients with goal setting and it was more so that's where I would use more NLP techniques, like mm -hmm. setting smart goals and how to achieve their goals. I have like a success planner where we fill that out on the first day and actually like date it and have them sign it like a contract to themselves. Like you're gonna right. achieve these goals in this duration of time. Um, but mostly healing is what I've, yeah. So, okay. I like that because in all honesty, you can't, before you start to do the mindset training and the manifestation, like you really have to kind of find where your blocks are and where the healing has to happen at. So when you start with somebody and getting them towards that area of healing, what are most of the problems? It's usually stress, anxiety, and then what's the other ones that you kind of run across the most? So it's always, it always kind of roots down to like limiting beliefs, right? So mm -hmm. um, the one client that I had described, she came in to start focus more at work, right? She's like, I'm, I always wake up stressed. I have these anxious feelings. She's a project manager for a company and she's been there for eight months. And she told me every day, Monday through Friday, she feels like she wakes up stressed she wakes up anxious she's like constantly overworking like all this stuff but when we started to dive deep it went down to 
um, a limiting belief and it had to do with fear. So she's a middle child and she grew up um, thinking that she always had to overcompensate or overdo things to gain the love from the people around her, whether it's her family, her significant other eventually, um, and now even at work. So that limiting belief that she was carrying that was in her subconscious mind between the ages of zero seven um, is now in her, she's in her forties now. And it's been something that just has been her in her physical reality for as long as she can remember. So once we, and that was, all, that's actually another thing that I love when I work with my clients, because they don't even realize like, what is it, what is the root cause of these problems, right? right? When they think of stress, they're like, oh, I'm only stressed because I work 60 hours a week instead of the 40 I always signed up for, or mm-hmm. I have so much to do, or I'm planning, the, or there's like all these external factors that they try to blame, but they don't understand like, no, there's something deeper inside you that's causing you to feel stressed about this, right? And I actually talked about this in one of my, in a, in a, a clubhouse room where the question was is stress um something we choose or is it like an external factor and I think to some I think the first thing is to acknowledge that you are stressed and how it's affecting you right and once you do that that's when I think it becomes a choice right so when I for me personally I described like how my life was prior to that I didn't understand that this was something I was choosing, right? I was choosing for my mind to be focused on all the complaints I had, all the things that were not going right in my life, rather than shifting the focus to, you still have X, Y, Z to be grateful for. You still have things that you've accomplished and you don't have to wait for the next goal to feel happy. You could feel happy right now. So at that point, once I've acknowledged that there is a difference, that's when I feel like stress becomes a choice, right? And if you're still stressed at that at that point, that's when you need to deep dive and figure out what is it in my subconscious mind or in my programming that's making me still be this stressed and anxious. And so, yeah, I think when you're trying to manifest or anything, like mindset is key because you're, the energy you embody, like there's so many manifestation techniques, like let, let's say scripting, right? Mm-hmm. And um I want to, let's say, I don't know, get $10,000 by next week. And I'm like writing $10,000, $10,000, like scripting it out, using all the techniques that's out there. But internally, I don't feel that's possible. Or maybe in my subconscious programming has a limiting belief around money. If I don't release any of that, and if I don't embody the energy that somebody who, you know, now has $10,000 in their bank account, it's really not going to probably happen in my physical reality as soon as I'd want it to, right? Right. super essential to you know have that mindset in check right and I think like a lot of times when people are talking about like mindset and manifesting that we all think that we have to be in like this this area of like everything's okay or this you know toxic positivity where it's like uh you know I I have to be happy all the time I have to be bringing all this like joy into my life and doing all these things and blah 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 and 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 that's like in all honesty it's like no like even everybody gets stressed everybody gets overwhelmed like it's something that you know we kind of have to go through and look for help and kind of work through it so being okay with not being okay is sometimes one of the best things you can do like um for a very long time I used to always like get nervous that I was going to get anxious at work Mm -hmm. or feel like I didn't know something. And it was, you know, and I had to realize like, no, this feeling is normal for me and normal Mm -hmm. for most people. And it's going to come, but I'm in control of 
not letting it take over my behaviors and kind of learning how to do that, which it takes time. Like it's nothing that's going to happen like one overnight, yeah. overnight. And then you have to go and like re reorientate yourself back to it because something new is going to come up and you'll be like, okay, now I got to get organized with this or reorientate myself back yeah. to that, you know, not letting it take over our reaction. And I was like you, I was really like for a long time, I grew up that, you know, I grew up like that person who, uh, I guess I was always one to have something else to say, you know? So it was like, I had to learn to control myself in the part where I'm not so impulsive, where it's not like, you know, okay, you said something rude to me. And it's not about like, you know, boundaries. It's about me just popping off. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I need to calm it down. <laughs> right, right. I can't be popping off all the time. You know, so I was like, okay, calm it down. So it takes a while to learn it, you know, especially depending on what your goal is. Yeah. So I like that you dress the, um, the healing and the stress and anxiety and, and the, you know, feeling overwhelmed and the burnout. Yeah. Um, when, when you started with the hypnosis, I would say that has to be a huge, huge trust factor for yeah. a lot of people like to be like, okay, yeah, because they get in such a almost like relaxed state where they are, you know, hypnotized or, you know, into that state where they feel not only the conscious mind, but the subconscious mind. So how, how did you basically kind of like break like when clients come in, do they know that hypnosis is something that's possibly in their, I guess you could say their plan of, you know, recovery or their plan of goal-making or mindset, or is it something that they usually seek? So I haven't had, so I have the option, like when people sign up for me, there is an option to do one-on-one -on -one hypnosis and nobody signed up for that. So everybody that I've done <laughs> hypnosis with, it's always been a client that comes in with something else. And then, you know, I'll discuss. So what I do is just because I feel like I, I can't have a program that's, you know, one, like a cookie cutter thing where it's a one size fits all. Right. So whenever I get on these calls with my clients before even working with them, first, I see if I'm aligned with them. And the second thing, it's like, okay, what is your pain point And what, what is the outcome that you're looking for? And then I, I discuss what are the tools and techniques that I have that's going to help you get there. Um, whenever I discuss hypnosis, usually in the beginning, they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> they're like, girl, what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> Right. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Um, so the very first person that I did it with, or the first client, she came to me for two EFT. So when we first discussed it, I put it out there, like we could do EFT, but we could also do hypnosis. And she was like, I don't know. I described it the same way I did it today. And then she was like, yeah, I don't know. Let's just do EFT. Yeah. So I did EFT with her and she came to me for, I think two or three sessions and we did EFT for different um, pain points. And then the third or like the last session before the hypnosis, she was like, okay, you know, I've really been thinking about it. And I think I do want to try out hypnosis, but I'm still a little nervous. I'm like, don't even be nervous. Like, it's going to be fun. You're literally just yeah. going to be relaxed. Right. <laughs> the whole thing. I'm going to tell you exactly what you want to hear and it's going to be great. And I'm just going to 
get the opportunity to speak directly to your subconscious mind. And, and I think it worked out great with her because during the first three sessions, I was able to release the other limiting factors. And now this time I'm kind of helping reprogram and rewire those negative thoughts or limiting beliefs that she's still holding within. So it was a great thing. But yeah, so far it's always been people that have worked with me already. They've built that trust and then they're like, all right, let's move on to hypnosis. But I do eventually want to, because I do, I have um, other coaches that have graduated also from that same certification that I did. And one of them, she is like strictly hypnosis. Like she's been, and she's been doing well. Like she gets clients that just come to her and like, okay, like I'm really interested in doing this. So I know there's clients out there that are super interested, but so far I haven't encountered any that are oh, already that's like, this is so cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> it sounds so cool. Like the mind and the subconscious and the conscious is such a powerful thing. Like, um, it's just amazing really how we can rewire our brain. I'm going to tell you a story. I don't know how old this story is, but it goes from, um, from when I was a nursing student, somebody told me a story about a mother who I think it was a nursing instructor told me this story. And she said it was a, a new mom who actually ended up, I believe having like um, some type of like mind. Um, I can't remember if she had like a stroke or she had some kind of traumatic injury and she was having a very hard time kind of um, waking up or becoming out of the state of like uh, of sleeping or in a um, state of where sh she had no consciousness. Mm -hmm. So they, they thought it was more psychological versus actual physical. Like, I guess for whatever reason, she was almost like put herself in this state. Mm -hmm. So what they ended up doing was bringing the baby, the new, the newborn baby and having the baby cry in the room. Mm -hmm. And eventually one day she woke up to get up to feed the baby or something like that. And it was like, so she like permanently put herself in this like comatose state because her mind was shutting down from this like traumatic event, but there was no actual head injury, but then they brought the baby and then the baby kind of kicked in that instinct that a mother would have to like wake up and I was like that's wow. that's just that's so, so interesting. interesting on so many levels that the brain yeah. was even overwhelmed with the traumatic the the trauma that yeah. it put itself in its own comatose state and then that the survival instinct of the brain told her okay no no you have to take care of your baby yeah. It's time to wake up. Yeah. yeah. So, so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what tips would you give people who are on their journey of, of, um, utilizing, uh, EFT, NLP and hypnosis to start with, um, their, uh, manifesting and mindset? Yeah. So I always say, um, I think one of the first most important things when you're trying to manifest is to get crystal clear on what, you want to manifest into your physical reality, right? Why? And also ask the why, right? Why is this important to you? Why do you want this? And once you do that, kind of really tap into yourself and ask yourself or feel it if, if anything already comes up as 
you know, something that's going to block you. So like for me, um, a lot of the limiting beliefs that I have was around money. And I ended up finding out it's because the way I was raised, the financial issues I saw, or that I saw that my dad was the only breadwinner. And, you know, I kind of associated money with working super hard to gain it and that there's not enough in this world and like all this stuff that I associated with it. And I never really knew because I never dug deep to understand it. Um, So if I wanted to manifest X amount of money and I would say it out loud, a part of me would be like, come on, you're not going to get that unless you do, Mm -hmm. I don't know, become a doctor or if you do whatever. So like things like that. So when you are trying to manifest something and you say it out loud or you think it, if you see something that's limiting coming up, that's when you know you have something to work on. And so that's where the mindset plays a role. You know, dive deep, figure out what it is that is like holding you back. And then you can use the tools and techniques through either NLP, EFT, or even hypnosis to release and rewire that subconscious programming that's been done to you between the ages of zero and seven. Um, And then once you release that, manifesting becomes so much easier because we manifest every day, right? Mm -hmm. We... I always say this to my mom, like when I first explained this to her, I'm like, you're manifesting all the time, like before bed, when you're like, all right, what, what, you, what do you guys want for your breakfast tomorrow? And then we all say what we kind of want for breakfast tomorrow. You manifest it into your physical reality. Let's say we want egg and cheese sandwich. We know exactly how it tastes. We know we're visualizing it. We're feeling what it's going to make us feel mm-hmm. like when we eat it because mm-hmm. we've already done it. Mm-hmm. So just like that, manifesting something that is not something you've experienced yet you still have to feel like it's already here right Mm -hmm. so release those limiting factors get into that embodiment of that you have that manifestation and then it'll arrive oh i love that well thank you so much for coming on and please share any um of your links so people could connect with you and find you Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this conversation so much. Um, if anybody wants to connect with me, my Instagram is lavish Suma. So it's L-A-V-I-S-H-S-U-M-A with an underscore. And all my links are in the bio there. Yes. And as always, all of the links, all of it will be in the show notes for you to click on and get straight to Samaya and find out more about using NLP, EFT, and hypnosis to get over your manifesting blocks and also create a path of success. So as always, please comment, like, share this podcast. And thank you guys for following Chakras and Cuss Words. Bye.